Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, nope, nope, turn it up just a little bit. Turn it back down. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We're back. Got a very, very short podcast here today. Uh, Nothing happened today. I'm watching the NCAA tournament. I hate college basketball. Hate it. Hate it with a burning passion. It's so boring. Even with, like, the dysfunction of, like, the NBA and kind of how the commissioner has just not really addressed any of the problems of the NBA directly or indirectly, I still prefer the dysfunction of the NBA versus the complete and utter dysfunction of uh, the NCAA. It's like, you know, it's like picking between, you know, a um, somebody who, drunk, who drives uh, while they're high and driving while they're, like, just blacked out drunk it's like one is obviously better than the other but both are bad options you know it's just like one is at least awake the other one is literally asleep and passed out at the wheel and probably needs an iv drip and needs to go to the hospital and then to prison i think it's illegal for both still um great podcast coming up in a couple of minutes we're going to talk about the eagles and the saints trade the blockbuster trade everybody's talking about it uh, Eagles, a lot of picks that were given up, a lot of confusion over it. I'll simplify uh, the trade for you, as well as rumors about DK. What the frick happened in my music? Sorry. Uh, as well as DK Metcalf and AJ Brown potentially being traded, and we'll get into how realistic that is and whether or not that is stupid, because I got some opinions about that. Daniel Jones and the issues with. Uh, the Giants and how apparently he's not ready or he could be ready. I don't I don't know. Hey, Eagles, or not Eagles, Giants, figure this guy out. Uh, I, excuse me, give me a call because I've already figured out your quarterback. He's not very good. And then on top of that, apparently there's been more issues with Washington. Pause the music for a, a little bit. I don't even know what I was reporting on. I'm so confused. Washington is such a an absolute gutter of an organ. Just gutter trash. Gutter trash of an organization. I don't know, like, I don't know, like, where they, like, what they are doing right now. I mean, like, honest to God, man, I'm so confused. It's just, like, are they, like, uh, like, 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 I don't know if, I'm, I'm so confused about the Washington football team that I'm just, huh, I mean, goodness gracious, I'm literally stuttering. I'm just stuttering. It's, it's I'm really, really confused. And the reason why I'm so confused is that I remember talking about how the Washington football team was just, I mean, like the Washington football team had apparently was, what, what was it? They, they kept, oh yeah, I remember this now. They kept two different books, uh, two different accounting books to make their revenue seem better than it actually was. And then from that investigation, Congress was like, oh, ha, ha, we weren't even investigating you for financial issues. Guess what? 
We're now investigating you for financial issues. The the internal probe that we are planning in your butt, uh, it's now going to go into the deep crevices of your finances. So it only took them like three days for them to be like, wait a second, uh, you guys didn't report 40% of your revenue to the NFL. We're going to talk about that, ladies and gentlemen, in a couple of minutes. And uh, not even a lot more because, really, I don't have a lot more for you here today. Uh, that's all we. I, that's all I got. Hopefully, it's a 10 to 20-minute podcast, 30 minutes. I don't know. I always say that, and then it never happens. I'm always like an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, anyway, hour and a half podcast potentially coming up, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24's podcast. Can we turn up the music, please? Fade out Dave Grohl <clears throat> and the Foo Fighters. But, um, I mean, honestly, if I didn't, we would be here for the entire song. Like, it's another two minutes. So, they were like halfway through the song. And then I was just like, um, okay, if I just, if I don't cut it out, or not cut it out, I'm country. If I don't, like, fade it out, then, I mean, we're just, we're just going to be here all night. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm like, why do I need my password to enter into Amazon? <sighs> gosh. Anyways. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like, God, dude, stop. Like, okay. Am like Amazon. What? Are, what are we doing? What are we doing? I feel like I should not have to log into Amazon to freaking shop for vinyl records sorry i'm like all of their vinyl records is like i'm looking at foo fighter songs and or not songs but like vinyl and i'm like just for curiosity sake it's just like it's all sold out which makes perfect sense because taylor hawkins died a couple weeks ago sad but a lot of people are nostalgic and they want um you know they want the music and i don't i don't blame them I do not blame them. Like, even Medicine at Midnight, which is the most recent. Uh, yeah, it, it was released last month. Nine tracks. Sold out. Anyways, um, let's talk about. I mean, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Let's talk about Washington. I want to get Washington. They're gutter trash. Congress will, like, look, Congress will find out more and more and more just gutter. And, like, look, I don't know the legality. I, I Like, can I speak loudly here? Can I speak freely? Of course I can. It's a rhetorical question. Why haven't they just got, like, a warrant to just enter into, you know? Like, why isn't the IRS involved? Why haven't they just gone in and just been like, hey... We're seizing everything. We're getting all of your hard drives. We're going in with police, with SWAT. We believe that abuse has been here. We're just, we're done dealing with semantics. We're the government. We have, pro like, they, they they are 
the poster child for abuse. Not even for abuse, like for just a bad company that should be investigated by the government. And I don't say that a lot. And I'm like, yeah, they, like they have, I mean, like I, I, I can't imagine what the 100 or 200,000 emails that the NFL is covering up is um it, it, like I, I can't imagine what's in it I, I i cannot imagine what's in it what's in that just disturbing not disturbing but just in that email or in those a hundred thousand emails i just can't imagine it it's ridiculous it's I, like i don't get it i don't get why the you know the government just doesn't storm the washington football team uh freaking freaking whatever it is freaking um what is it buildings or whatever and take everything that they have and the reason for that is is that once again they um a, a new revelation in the case of the washington football teams gets you know gets announced today that apparently they hid 40 percent of their total ticket revenue from the nfl if you're not aware how that works we talked about it i think on friday or on saturday Essentially, how the NFL's revenue system works is that all 32 teams put all of their money into a pool with all of the other teams, right? So, like, let's say we're the Washington football team, right? All of the, all of the revenue that I earned this year, I put into a pool, and from that pool, I take a percentage, right? In the Washington football team's case, they put in 40% less of their total ticket revenue. Now, I'm not on the up and up. I'm not on the business savviness of what it essentially gives um, gives them the majority of their money or of their revenue when it comes to when it comes to um, what is it when it comes to like God damn it when it comes to like um their ticket when it comes to just their football team like i don't know if it's merchandise it probably is but i'm like i'm pretty sure like concessions and merchandise inside the stadium account for like the majority of their money when it comes to revenue by the way if you're not on the up and up on like economic terms revenue isn't profit as far as i'm concerned it's just the amount of money hold on Okay, so yes, revenue is essentially just the money that you've made off of whatever, you know, it doesn't account for losses, right? So like, let's say you put in $5 into like a lemonade stand and you make like $10, that's your revenue. Your profit, the amount of money that, you know, that you made, that you actually made on the investment is $5. I know that that's like confusing because it's like the numbers are weird and the concepts are foreign to a lot of what am i watching i don't know i'm watching that girl from new girl with like one of the um with like one of the kids from the make but I, i'm very confused sorry revenue versus profit revenue the total amount of money that you made profit is the positive amount of money that you made the money that you can take home and do whatever you want with it, reinvest it back into the business, and et cetera, et cetera. So the revenue, this is the total money that they made they did not give to the NFL, which is bad. It's really, really bad. 
again, it's kind of what I was talking about when in, uh, when I was talking about how they um, how they had essentially had two accounting books out in one had essentially like underreported how badly the Washington football team did. I was like, that sounds like fraud to me. I'm not an accountant, but that sounds like fraud to me. And this continues that trend of sounds like fraud to me. And I called it white collar crimes and how you cannot steal money from billionaires. Like that's the only crime that you can commit. You can commit murder. You can commit sexual. I'm not saying that he murdered anybody, by the way, but I'm just saying in like relative terms, like Caitlyn Jenner murdered somebody. Nobody cares. Uh, She paid somebody to cover it up. But the Washington football team, they've uh, they've had sexual assault allegations. Uh, they've had some, uh, I mean, they've had some really disgusting acts committed to their cheerleaders. I, I like if you're a cheerleader, get out, get out, get out, get out. Super, super predatory system. Get out, save yourself. These people are fucking degenerates. Now, um, um, I like I've, I, I've I've talked at length about how disturbing and how predatory the Washington football team's organization is, but, and I mentioned this Friday, it's like, look, you can't get away with white-collar crimes. You just can't. It's something that, it's something that is really, really consistent with billionaires and money. For some weird reason, they see a loss of money as, like, the worst crime ever instead of some of the worst crimes ever, you know? It's like, holy, holy shit, you know, this guy has been a, um been a just an unlicensed abuser of the people that have worked underneath him and he's a psychopath of epic proportions and oh my god what a surprise he would hide money from you it's like are you really that surprised the commissioner could have stepped in years ago the nfl uh owners could have stepped in years ago and had stopped this maniac from abusing women now he's abusing wall uh their wallets and now he's taking away um x amount of money i don't know if he'll have to pay it back to the nfl i don't really care um, it is one crime in a, it is one like thing positively, excuse me, it is like one thing that has happened positively to the 31 other teams that should have voted his ass out of this godforsaken organization decades ago. And, um, you know, I like, it's not justice for the women that were abused. Um, but it is a, it is a smack in the face of everybody that was like, yeah, we're not going to do anything about it because more likely than not, he's just going to, uh, excuse me, pocket the 40% that he took. And by the way, pocket the 40% for how long, how long did he get away with the scheme? The scam is a good question to ask. Was it this year? Was it last year? Was it the year before that? Was it the year before that? Was it for the past five years, 10 years, 15 years since he got into the league? Did he scalp 40% for that amount of time? I don't really know. I don't really freaking care if I'm if I'm 100% honest with you. He's potentially going to get jail time. You know, the the loss of the NFL team is the worst of um not the worst, but it's just the beginning. Uh like the investigation is probably going to take uh into take um take Congress into the deep pitfalls, the gutter of the gutter trash organization known as the Washington football team and I'm excited for the indictments I'm excited for the IRS to come in and crack the whip and say hey you you and you owe us x amount of millions of dollars and I cannot wait for that to go back to the Washington to the fine folks at Washington or hopefully not into the politicians that are investigating this regardless 
Washington is once again up a embarrassing creek without a paddle, and they are forced to row, row, row their disgusting boat, uh, not to salvation, but to their own damnation. By the way, how do you like that whole Ron Rivera was going to clean up the organization? And I was like, look, if you think that he's going to clean up the organization, then I have some really, really nice, beautiful, luxurious beachfront property in Norman, or uh, Oklahoma. Like, I just, it's beautiful. It's sandy. It's beachy. I mean, let me tell you something. I got, it's beautiful. Down there in Norman, Oklahoma, beachfront property. You can see the Arctic Ocean from here. Anyways, I, I mean, look, like, like it, it was bound to happen, you know, you know, serial predators, you know, the, the one thing that they are known to do is abuse people and, you know, get away. I mean, he's a psychopath. Like, let's just, let's just keep it on. Like he, he's a psychopath. He thought that he could get away with anything. And, um, he did until money got involved. Now the NFL perks up. Oh my God. Like we got to get him now. Just like, uh, okay. So that's kind of the, uh, the good and the bad of what's going on. I mean, it's all good for everybody that's not affiliated with that organization if you're like what what is i just gotta i just gotta wonder right can i ask it i i i just want to put something i want to like look up what is going on in washington you know like has their twitter account like posted anything and by the way i love how i like still i'll, I'll google washington commanders and the search result, the search engine, Google is just like, yeah, we're, they're not the Washington Commanders. They're still the Washington football team. I still refer to them as the Washington football team. Who the fuck would call them the Commanders? I'm not, like, I'm not calling them the Commanders. Goodness gracious. Their tagline is, they're, like, they're, their thing that they always like tweet out is like, take command. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing ever. You guys could have been something cool like the Red Wings, like the Warriors, like the Red Wolves. And, um... <laughs> You guys freaking settled on freaking take command. Oh my god, what a freaking joke! And then and then the dumbasses. Oh my god, the morons. Wait, this cannot be. Uh, I'm like I'm like okay, this I'm like this can't be them. And then it was I got I I like googled their Twitter account. They, like their actual Twitter account isn't like I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't Google it. Is it Washington Commanders? God, their SEO is, like, out of whack, bro. Oh, my God. Hold on. Washington. Let me actually try commanders here. Does that give me the thing that I want? Yeah. Wow. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. They're just like, yeah, we have to ignore this. They're, they're just like, yeah, we, we kind of have to ignore this. We'll interview Ron Rivera for like the 10th the time, you know, yet again. God, man. Chase Young was apparently at a NASCAR race. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. They're just like, yeah, just ignore it. It'll go away. We promise. We promise it'll go away. <laughs> it won't go away, idiots. Oh my god, that's so funny. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Mm -mm -mm. <sighs> god, they're such an embarrassment. I feel, you know who I feel bad for? 
one of the Washington Commanders peoples. Uh, what's her name? Julie. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm watching, like, somebody tweet something out about Derek Stingley. Hold on. I feel bad for one of the workers there. Her name is, like, Julie Davenport, right? I think that's what her name is. No. <laughs> I don't even know these people's names. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm like, I'm like, no, that's that's not her at all. I'm like, nope. Oh, Julie Donaldson. Okay, my bad. It's like, you know who I feel bad for? Somebody who I just, I don't even know the, <laughs> the name of. Okay. Oh, God. I, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um. I hope they burn that organization to the ground. I, I, I really do. <laughs> okay. Um, let's let's move on to something else besides the absolute dysfunction of uh, the Washington football team. Let's talk about, whew, man, Eagles versus Saints, the trade that happened today, the trade that takes on, uh, not takes on specifically, excuse me, but the trade that moves a bunch of pieces around, and that is confusing anybody and everybody. Look. Um, initial thoughts and impressions, it's a super confusing trade that, uh, has confused a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people like have like, be like, ha ha, Washington sucks. Ha 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 ha. Or not Washington. The Eagles suck. <laughs> like they're freaking out. They're like, oh my God. Um, and I was one of those people. I was like, wow, the Eagles are so freaking stupid. I can't believe they did that. And then I saw the fine print. And then I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I, like, did some, you know, some, some research, as I always do. And I was like, hmm, it's not as bad as I thought. I feel like a lot of people um, have not done specifically what I did and that was do like five seconds of research and the five seconds of research will tell you as a viewer that the trade is not as bad as you think it is um, if you don't believe me I would encourage you to literally just go on a google type in <laughs> sorry I'm watching Charles Barkley being ridiculous at the national championship game. Sorry. <laughs> no. No way. Oh, oh no. Wait, wait, wait. Did Charles Barkley get <laughs> Did Charles Barkley guarantee a win for Kansas? Did they <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm watching the game, right, as I'm talking to you. And it's just like I'm freaking watching Charles Barkley practicing, you know, his tennis, <laughs> tennis swing. Then all these, like, tweets just start coming up on, on stage. <laughs> did, he, <laughs> did he guarantee that? 
that Kansas is going to win. <laughs> North Carolina's beating the shit out of them right now. They're like 40 to 25 right now at half. It's, oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, not really. I'll say this. Charles is probably one of the best sports. Uh, you know, I was kind of mad at him a couple of years ago. Charles is probably still one of the best guys on TV at his job. Probably still one of the best. Jesus Christ. Ugh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Charles Barkley. Oh, my God. Um... What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the Eagles and the Saints trade. I got super distracted by Charles Barkley's ridiculous tweets. Or not ridiculous tweets, excuse me. Um, Him guaranteeing a win. So, <clears throat> the Eagles versus the Saints trade um, was a great trade. It was a great trade for both teams. It was... um. A great trade for the Eagles. We'll get into that. It was a great trade for the Saints. Okay. Let's start off with the Saints. First and foremost, they have the firepower that they want to have to move up. Um, the reason why they probably couldn't have moved up this year is that they didn't have an appetizing deal. Like one first this year and one first next year is not as appetizing because you don't know where it is. Two first mid two mid round two mid round first rounds this year for X pick. And maybe some more compensation, like a third or a fourth or a second. You know, some combinations of some draft picks and more picks. Like, that would be pretty decent. That would be a pretty good look. And, um, like, I think they're probably going to make a push. I think they like somebody. I think they did their homework. I think they waited uh, in the wings a little bit. And um, look, for everybody out there that's like, oh, like, what do you, like, like, what happens if they want more players? And it's just like, they only really need another tackle, and depending on if Alvin Kamara is healthy and or not suspended and or not in prison, uh, they still have one of the best running backs in the NFL. And um, Michael Thomas is coming back off of injury before he really was, like, hurt. Or not even hurt, but before he was, like, yeah, before he was hurt, and then he, like, didn't, um, you know, like, he didn't get his surgery done until, like, what was it? till like literally a month before training camp like before all that stuff essentially happened like he was one of the best wide receivers in the nfl so if not the best so mike t michael thomas uh interesting guy interesting player their defense is loaded malcolm jenkins they probably need another safety but this draft is loaded with safeties we'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks but <clears throat> The Saints are loaded. They have Demario Davis, their awesome linebacker. Cam Jordan is still supremely awesome. And I think they drafted another defensive lineman last year. And then they have Marshawn Lattimore, who went essentially into hiding for like two years. And then last year, he, you know, he returned to great form, I might add. He was awesome last year. <clears throat> and um, they only need their quarterback and maybe another offensive lineman, but they're still in contention. They're still, like, one of the better teams. But also, potentially, they may need another coach. We'll see. Like, we'll see what happens. But the Saints, they're not going to use their two picks to be like, well, we need more players. They're going to make a push. And 
if I was, I don't know who the GM for the Saints was or is, but like, look, nobody wants to trade up in this draft. <clears throat> nobody wants a quarterback. Everybody keeps on saying how bad this draft is quarterback wise. Nobody wants to make a push or play for a quarterback. Now you have the Saints making a play and a push for a quarterback. Why? Because everybody has talked about how, you know, bad of a draft this, this, you know, at this position and then nobody wants one. Because a lot of teams surprisingly don't need one, right? So in the case of the Saints, for example, and to be honest with you, you may not even need to trade up that far and you may not even need to really go up and get one at number two overall because you'll have Detroit Lions fans and Detroit Lion media people being like, oh my God, we can get two first round draft picks with the Saints. They move some pieces around. They got some first round draft picks and da 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 da, right? All this other good stuff. But um, like the reality of the situation is, is that the Saints they may not look to move up to the second spot overall. They could be go- getting to the third spot. They could be looking for the fourth spot. Anywhere before fifth, where potentially the Giants could be drafting a quarterback. And maybe the uh, the Lions draft a quarterback as well, which you would just fall back at that point and be like, okay, sure, we're just going to, um, we're just going to take two first-round draft picks and then we're going to keep a pushing. But in this case... If you're the Lions, or excuse me, if you're the Saints, you're like, well, Lions, you want, you you know, you're, you'll take our two first-round draft picks or we're going to make some phone calls to the Texans. Texans, you'll take our two first-round draft picks or we're going to the freaking Jets. That's a cool thing about it. That's a smart thing about it. I was like, you don't have to go to one player. You don't have to get the top spot. You can get the one spot. You can get one of the spots. For every single Detroit Lion fan that's like, uh, uh, I don't want Malik Willis. We should draft Aiden Hutchinson in a pass rusher and, and Kyle Hamilton now. Boy, do you look pretty stupid now. Because if that's the thing that your team actually is planning on doing, which I said was pretty stupid because you need a quarterback because it's a quarterback-driven league, and if you don't have a quarterback or if you don't have good quarterback play, you'll get your butt cheeks clapped on a Sunday afternoon every se- for the next six months of the regular season. Excuse me, four months of the regular season, you know? Gotta have a quarterback, man. And some people don't have a quarterback. Lions, they don't have one. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. None of those Lions fans that are talking about him now did not see him play in uh, in the regular season in 2018, 19, or in 20. And they certainly didn't see him play for the majority of his playoff games. And if, you, and if you tell me, oh, my God, I saw him play in the Super Bowl, exactly my point. He played like shit in the Super Bowl. Don't tell me. Don't talk to me about anything that Jared Goff has done. But Lions fans are morons, and they want pass rushers, and they want – I mean, pass rushers aren't necessarily a bad ideal, bad thing, but they want like a safety, for example, over in a linebacker or a defensive tackle like Jordan Davis at second overall – who's a nose tackle, and people have been lying and being like, he's not a nose tackle, he's a three technique. He's a one technique slash nose tackle. He's not a pass rushing defensive tackle. He is a run stuffing defensive tackle. They took him off the football field on third downs. What do you think that means? He can't pass rush, he just two gaps. He holds two gaps. Shut up, you don't know anything about football. You didn't see him play for 10 games. I saw him play for like eight. 
Anyways, Saints can trade up in the draft with the Jets, the Lions, and the Texans. They have two first-round draft picks. Let me give you the trade compensation because I realize I now skipped over this. So I got the official trade compensation. It's a bunch of it's it's complicated to say the least. Essentially, the um, the Saints they give up this year's first and next year's first and a third and a second round draft pick for two of Philadelphia's first round draft picks. Essentially, what that means is that for one pick they trade up and then another pick they just get a first round draft pick for a second and a third round draft pick which depending on the circumstances it's like it's it's all right to it's all right you know it evens itself out it's not that big of a deal so the confusion now is everybody's like ha the eagles will go from having three first round draft picks to having two and it's just like no not that's it's not the case right so the Eagles will go from having three to two because, again, the Eagles and the Saints, they swapped. Like, let me just break it down for you because I have all of their picks. The Eagles, excuse me, the Eagles currently have the 15th and the 18th picks, which are the highest picks among the two teams. And they also have, excuse me, and the Saints have the 16th and the 19th picks. So the Eagles still draft in front of the Saints and they also have two first-round draft picks. Now, the reasoning for Howie Roseman is, um, it, like, he says, like, oh, oh, oh man, uh, like, we just, you know, like, we, like, what, what did he say? He said um, something along the lines of, like, you know, we don't want to pay, like, a bunch of players guaranteed money. And I was just like, just say that you're worried about Jalen Hurts or, I mean, he has to lie. He can't say that. But, like, uh, like just give any other reason. I mean, uh, like, like, I mean, the, like, they're worried about Jalen Hurts, essentially. They're like, if we have to move off of Jalen, we now have the ammunition to do it next year while also still being able to get some players to help him out this year. Um, specifically, maybe like a corner. Maybe a, like, not, no, not a corner. Like, there's so many issues right now with the Eagles offensively and defensively. Like, they still need another like another corner, I would say. They still need another corner. Still need another wide receiver. They have no linebackers or safeties. Like, you kind of need one or both. And um, their offensive line is in a really, really weird spot where Jason Kelsey, the center, is going to retire probably in the next two years, and his play will probably start declining here in the next couple of years. And it's just like, okay, do you want to roll with him, or do you want to – Go out and potentially get somebody else, anybody else, you know, like a Tyler Lindenbaum. Do you want to, you know, improve your guard play? I love Landon Dickerson, the Alabama center, who I thought was going to be a really, really awesome center in the NFL, but they played him at guard and he was not very good, uh, which isn't that big of a surprise for a center, but he had like, he was big, he's big enough to play guard. At least that's what I thought. And then turns out he's not big enough, <laughs> or at least he's not good enough. <clears throat> So, I, I don't know if he's still their succession plan. I don't know what they're going to do with Landon. But it's obvious that, at, like, short-term, Jason Kelsey's the answer. Maybe long-term, Landon Dickerson is. But they also still now need, like, two guards. Because Brandon Brooks, I think, retired. They're, like, all-pro, like, awesome guard. He's, like, one of the best guards in the NFL. He just retired. Hold on. 
sorry about that, had a plug in my computer. He just retired, and also, like, um, who else? Oh, yeah, they also don't have a left guard. I think Vitae is, like, out or whatever. He was hurt, and they cut him or released him. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but, like, they essentially need, like, one or two guards, and they also need another tackle, and, I mean, look, it's just, it's not going well right now for the Eagles, as a football team, because I think I mentioned like four or five positions that they need, maybe six positions that they need to like address this season, this off season. And they kind of didn't in the off season. And then it's just like, it prevents you from being like super, 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 super flexible. And I like that they kind of pounced on the Cowboys stupidity in the sense of they went and got one of the premier pass rushers in Hassan Reddick to pair with Javon Hargrave and also, um, who else did they get? Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. So now it's just like, oh shit, Dallas is Dallas is their main competition. They're their main competitor. They have to figure out a way to counteract the Dallas Cowboys in some way, shape, or form. Otherwise, they're just like it's just gonna be like borderline impossible for them to like win the division because Dallas just dominates that division. <clears throat> so we'll kind of see what happens, but. Um, the Eagles are in trouble. They're not in trouble, excuse me. They're just, like, they don't have that flexibility of being able to get, like, not get a bunch of players, but to be able to answer a lot of questions that they have on their football team. Whereas the Saints can, like, move up in the draft and maybe get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or whichever one they like. And as well as, like, the Eagles next year can potentially go out and get a CJ Stroud or they can go out and get like who else a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young we'll see what happens we'll see let's see Eagles versus the Saints it's not a bad trade it's not a bad trade it's a weird trade it's an interesting trade I'm kind of surprised that both teams were like willing to do that because it's like It's kind of like both teams just had a plan or a strategy for what they wanted to do this offseason and in this draft. And they were like, we're for it. We're really, really excited for it. We're not for it, but we like really, really think this is the way to go or whatever. But I don't know. It's just, it's a weird, 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 weird trade. They traded a bunch of picks, a lot of picks, a lot of numbers got moved around and stuff like that. And here we are. We're all confused. Hopefully it makes it a little bit easier to consume. The TLDR, the long and the short of it is, <clears throat> essentially both teams are trying to get their quarterbacks or figure out their quarterbacks. In the Saints' case, they're like, we could potentially move up in the draft to find our quarterback. In the Eagles' case, they're like, we like Jalen Hurts. We don't know if he's the guy. If he's not the guy, then we would have a plan B next year. <clears throat> That's essentially the TLDR. It's just like, you don't even need to know. It. Oh, and by the way, it's just like, again, both teams now have two first-round draft picks this year. So, like, I'll say this. Um, Howie Roseman kind of putting on a semi-GMing clinic, excuse me, in the sense of like, I mean, in the last couple of years, he traded with Miami. He got out of the first-round draft pick. Not out of the first-round draft pick, excuse me. He got out of the first round. He drafted Devontae Smith, finally. And then he, like, 
fleece the Colts by getting a third rounder for, for excuse me, a first rounder for a quarterback that's not even worth that uh, in Carson Wentz. And then he also, like, got another first-rounder this year. Like, he's essentially turned, like, one first-rounder last year into, like, three first-rounders. It's it's kind of insane. It's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, nobody will probably ever talk about. But it's, like, as, like, a GM, it's just, like, it's such a, it's such a, like, a sleek move. Oh, my God. That's so sleek what he did today. You know what's not sleek? The pretty consistent rumors that I'm getting out of, <clears throat> excuse me, out of, um, hold on. Sorry. But, um, the conversations going around like DK Metcalf and AJ Breen or AJ Green, excuse me, AJ Brown. God, what am I doing? Wrong color. AJ Brown is like, it's really, really weird because you constantly hear both teams, specifically Seattle is like, he's not for sale. And then you're like, oh yeah, like, um, like, uh, you know, Dan, not Daniel, uh, DK with, <clears throat> excuse me, not with, but for the, um, for the, uh, for the Seahawks is like, it's constantly being said like, yeah, we, we got him. You know, you, you can get him at the right price or whatever. And it's just like, ugh, God, this is like, this is so, it's such a confusing, such a confusing, like, thing to report on and to talk about just because of, like, how consistent the rumor reports are. Look, I'll just break it down to you like this, right? <clears throat> I'm really, really confused as to, like, why I keep getting reports and rumors as to, like, why the um the Seahawks are not trying to actively trade DK Metcalf especially before the draft and the reason for that is is that it's like dude <clears throat> you guys need like need 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 picks and you guys are officially in a rebuild I think like I remember reading somewhere that Quandre Diggs was like this isn't a rebuild this is a reload or whatever and it's just like it's a rebuild you traded, like, all of – you traded Russell Wilson, who's your best player. He's your, like, most important player. And you cut Bobby Wagner. It's like – it's a – it's a rebuild. You're in a rebuild. It looks like you're about to start tanking. It's a rebuild. By the way, speaking of, like, tanking, dude, like, holy shit. I, like – I'm watching the Kansas-North Carolina game. It was, like, 45 or 40-something. 40 I think it was 40 to, like, 25. It's 45 – Stand by, because it could be 41-45, dude, with like 15 minutes left in the second quarter. How did NC, did I say NC State? I just meant NC. How did NC screw this up, man? How did they screw this up? They're choking so freaking hard right now. They just like, in the last five minutes, I've just seen Kansas just walk up and down the court against North Carolina like, it's nobody's business. Just letting the North Kansas just get all these doggone points. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> back to DK Metcalf. And I want to specifically focus in on DK Metcalf, and then we'll talk about A.J. Brown. So, DK is on a rebuilding team. Seattle, you are a rebuilding team football 
team. You are a rebuilding football team. You are not a good football team. You are not a great football team. You are a bad football team now. You don't have freaking Russell Wilson. You just you just don't have one. You don't have Russell Wilson. You guys suck. You guys don't have an offensive line. You guys didn't go after Dwayne Brown. You didn't re-sign him. Da-da-da-da-da. Right? You suck. You suck. You're a bad team now. And most importantly, you're a rebuilding team that needs picks. DK Metcalf's contract is up next year. I don't know if you freaking know this or understand this, but like literally wide receivers cost, some of them do, some of them cost the same amount as quarterbacks. It's insane how much wide receivers cost now. Insane. They cost like $30 million, the best. You want to pay DK Metcalf somewhere like close to $20, $25 million without even freaking like, without like, like without, it, without a, without a quarterback? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I really, really don't. It's like you probably also need to get rid of Jamal Adams as well. When, when can they, like, looking back at that contract, that's like the worst contract in the NFL. They gave him, like, almost $20 million as a defensive player. And it's like he plays safety. It's like, what? You guys are paying him, like, let me look it up. They're paying, they're, I know they're paying him like $18 million annually somewhere. Who the fuck, who the fuck is Puna Ford? Hold on, did, hold on. Let me also Google this. I, I said like a couple of weeks ago that Tyler Lockett, is he a Seattle Seahawk? Is he still a Seattle Seahawk? Hold on. I heard, like, a rumor that he got, like, traded to the Jets. I guess that was not true at all. Guess that was not true. Guess not, because I'm like, he's still, I saw him on their books, and I was just like, he's still on their books? Yeah, yes, he is. Anyways, sorry, my bad. I said for, like, weeks that Jamal, not Jamal, but Tyler Lockett was a Jet, and I was just like, that is not true at all. My bad. Um... Back to Jamal Adams. He's, like, going to make $9 million this year, and then next year it's $18 million, and then the year after that it's 23 and then in 2025 when he's 30, he's going to make $24 million annually. Look, I love Jamal Adams. They're using him incorrectly. They should probably release him or trade his ass because, yikes, he's, he's inexpensive. I mean, he's going to be an expensive cap hit next year, and the dead money next year is going to be, ah, I mean, you can't release him until 2024, actually. Because the dead money this year is going to be $21 million, And then the dead money next year is going to be $3 million. You're not going to save any money from tra- from getting rid of Jamal either year. So you're stuck with him. Um, thank your idiot head coach and your idiot GM for doing that. Thank you, guys. Thank you for royally screwing us over. Yikes. Yikes is the response that I would have. But, yeah, Seattle's terrible. They're a mess. They're up a creek without a paddle, uh, just like um, the Washington football team, except they're not, you know, being investigated because they have um, dozens of allegations of, like, sexual assault or whatever uh, committed against them. So. 
we we will see what happens. We'll see what happens. With DK, they should trade him. Will they trade him? I don't know. Seattle is so dumb. I don't know how. I don't know how John Snyder. If I'm honest with you, I don't know how he still has a job. I was shocked. Shocked. That they retained him and they gave him a contract extension through 2027. I was shocked at that. I was shocked that like. I was shocked that like Pete Carroll was still on board. I was shocked that they didn't roll with Russell Wilson, who was like obviously their most important and impactful player over the last like couple of years. I was just like, it was unbelievable to me. By the way, speaking of unbelievable, um, Kansas just made it 45-46. North Carolina's in an absolute full-on choke right now. I mean, it's like watching the fucking Lakers. It's like, what the fuck? is going on you guys had like a almost a 20 point lead going into the second half and it's now down to like one point and you guys have by the way lost like all of your momentum so you guys don't even like their offense has been terrible their defense has been terrible it's like they need to go back into the locker room and like bring out the team that played in the first half because this isn't the same team that i was watching for like an hour i don't get what's going on here anyways um Back to DK Metcalf versus Jalen, uh, not Jalen Brown, AJ Brown. God, I'm all over the place today. DK needs to be traded. He's one of the best wide receivers. You're going to have to pay him. Maybe get some, some, uh, not some draft picks, but top dollar back for him. Uh, maybe you can, maybe you can't, but, uh, this whole, we're going to essentially act like we're not one of the worst teams in America when you absolutely are and that we're going to, like, you know, freaking pretend like we're potentially going to sign a wide receiver to top-tier money uh, is just ridiculous to me. Anyways, um, on the flip side of DK Metcalf, ironically enough, A.J. Brown, rumors of him being traded are, like, they're up in the air right now as well. It's so weird. It's like both guys from Ole Miss are like being their names are being like rumored to be in the trade market. And I, I can't figure out why I like, I don't know how this got started. It's so weird to see this and to listen to this, but it's like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And I think there's smoke. I think if you offer the Titans the right price for A.J. Brown, they'll take it. But, I mean, that would essentially make them put them in, like, a rebuild. Like, A.J. Brown, like, I don't understand it. Did he have, like, an off year last year? He probably – I mean, I, he probably did because Ryan Tannehill was not very good. Yeah, he had 869 yards. He had five touchdowns. Versus, he, he had essentially his worst season last season. He had the second fewest amount of catches. He had the the uh, the lowest amount of yards and touchdowns and yards per uh, per game. They're probably thinking, um, or not? Yeah, not yards. Yeah, yards per game and yards per catch. Like they're probably thinking, oh, he's on the decline. And it's like, no, your quarterback play was on the fucking decline. Like he was awesome the last two years. It's not your. It's not his fucking fault that you guys can't fucking find an offense to put him in. And I'll say this. 
I've been meaning to say this for weeks. I've just been forgetting about this. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, I'll give him his credit. He was and is far more impactful and significant for the Tennessee Titans offensively than I thought. Like, I thought that he was just going to, like, leave and they were just going to run the football down people's throats and stuff like that. Nope. Nope. They're actually, like, an incompetent team because he's not there. Like, he did so much work for him, for them as a coach, and it is very, 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 very obvious that they miss him because it's like, look, like, A.J. Brown isn't the same guy. Uh, Derrick Henry isn't the same guy. Like, teams have figured out their running scheme like that. And um, teams don't care. Teams don't fear the Titans at all. And Ryan Tannehill, man, he goes from being, like, a top 10 quarterback to, like, being, what is it? Like, God, man. Being, like, average to below average. Really? Like, what was his statistics? Ryan Tannehill. I didn't see, like, too much of, like, the Titans this year. Ryan Tannehill... Holy shit! I don't care about his completion percentage. His yards are always bad because they run the football so much. But his touchdown to interception ratio was borderline borderline one to one. It was 21 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. It was like he went straight on back to Miami. It's like a Miami touchdown and interception ratio. It's just, he just fell off the proverbial cliff. It's like, what, what is going on? I, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't get it. Shocked. I was like, I mean, we're all shocked at just how, just terrible he was last season. He was terrible. And so the Titans, because they're morons and they're idiots and they probably are like, well, you know, like we think that X quarter, we think that we can play without AJ Brown. They're probably like, well, um, like, uh, like we can trade him for a couple first and keep things pushing. And again, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown got signed or not signed, but drafted in the exact same draft. So it's not only that DK is up for a contract extension, but also AJ Brown is up for a contract extension as well. And so now you're like, oh, okay, well, we may or may not have to trade one or both of them. Or not one or both of them because they're not on the exact same team, but we may have to move on from the, the their respective teams are like, we may have to move on from our guy because we just, we can't afford him. We will see what happens. We will see what happens with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. I think I think they're open for business. And by they, I think it's both of the teams that are contracting them. Meaning Seattle's open for business on DK Metcalf and the Titans are open for business on AJ Brown. It's just give them an enticing enough offer. They're probably thinking a first round draft pick minimum to multiple first round draft picks. And look, when you trade for him, you're going to have to sign for him as well. So 
guess what? You're it's it's gonna be a lot of money. Whatever you whoever you get, you're gonna it's not a lot of money, excuse me, it's gonna be a lot of compensation. Good luck for whoever wants to trade for him. Anyways. Final thing I'm gonna talk about here today. I'm gonna talk about Daniel Jones. I got this and and this is the final thing. I got this, what is it? It's like alert today. It was about how like Daniel Jones is not is excuse me, is like apparently going to be ready for week one of the regular season. And I was like, and uh, like Tom Brady is ready for is going to be ready for the regular for week one of the regular season. And and then like immediately my brain went into, oh, he's hurt. He was hurt at the end of the season. He didn't play at the end of the season and they kind of like downplayed his injury for the majority of it. It's a Patriot thing. Remember Joe judge was the New York giants head coach until he said, like he said some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my entire life. Um, where he said like, like he just made, (laughs) he just made things up. He just started to say like, um, you know, like I have former players calling me that say that says, um, that say like they would want to be a giant. And then people were like, nobody want, nobody, Nobody actually believes that. Like, they were like, dude, like, we we know you're former players. Nobody said that. But you're like, you're lying. Come on, bro. And then he said things like, you know, our players don't have their golf clubs ready, unlike the uh, the last regime. And I was just like, what? I'm like, okay. I didn't think he should have been fired over that. I just thought that it was ridiculous. But I'm like, I also was like, this is what you paid for. You know, you, you, you play stupid games and win stupid prizes. Like, I don't know why people are surprised that um, Patriot coach does not work in X team. It's like it's literally like the bread and the butter of the New England Patriots. I'm surprised that the Raiders were like, yeah, we're going to go out and we're going to get Josh McDaniels. Or not the Patriots. I was surprised that the Raiders got former offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, who is an absolute failure in Denver. I'm surprised they got him. And they're like, everybody, every Raiders fan is like, oh, my God, we're going to win the AFC West this year. It's like. Well, first, you have to still go through Kansas City. And then, second of all, you also have to go through freaking Denver. And then also, third of all, you have to go through freaking the Chargers. And in my opinion, I feel like the Chargers, if they weren't such a gigantic mess, guys should have lost to the Chargers last year as well. Guys shouldn't have been a playoff team last year. Somehow, some way, that um, that freaking happened. Just like somehow, some way, that North Carolina just freaking conceded a 15-point lead at halftime. Let's get saying What job? Anyways, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, Daniel Jones, and I went on a tangent about Joe Judge. So, um, Patriot Joe Smo Joe. Oh yeah, by the way, Kansas just took the lead after being down 15 points 53 to 50 Michael Jordan is watching hope and they just stole it got a turnover in transition gave it to the big man got an and one now it's 55 50 as North Carolina just fucking collapses 
Wow. What an absolute joke. What an absolute joke. Wow. North Carolina is going to lose this doggone ball game. I was laughing at Charles Barkley for picking Kansas. <laughs> I was laughing. Doggone it. Dog, dog on it, man. Sometimes that dog on Charles Barkley makes everybody look foolish. It's made, I'm so annoyed right now because I look so stupid right now because I was laughing at Charles for picking North for picking Kansas over North Carolina. I don't have a dog in the fight at all. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm here for chaos. <laughs> I, was so, I was so happy at halftime. Now I'm like 56-50. The damn North Carolina Tar Heels have only scored 10, now 12 points in the dog on second half. It's like, doggone, man. Can't you guys do doggone anything right? Doggone. Anyways, um, Daniel Jones in the Giants. I, I don't even know what tangent I was on. I was, uh, I'm now just watching, you know, basketball while talking about football. So, Giants, they report Daniel Jones is hurt. Or not hurt, but they indirectly report that he was hurt um, far more severely than I think everybody thought, including myself. Man, the Tar Heels, they start to turn it back on. Number, who's that guy? Number four, Davis. He's just like, all right, you know, you guys, you motherfuckers don't want to do anything today. You guys don't want to work. I'm bringing in my lunch pail. I'm bringing in my hard hat. I'm getting some shit done. Number four is like, number four is starting to pop off. He has their only two field goals. Dog on the last commit! North Carolina! Wake up! Sorry. Um. Anyways. So I was talking about the Giants. So, Giants, once again. You know, hold on. I gotta talk about how bad the officiating is. God, man. The officiating is. I've I've heard people talk about how bad the officiating is. I'm like that I'm like that should be a defensive foul, right? I'm like, yes, okay, good. I'm like, that's an offense. I'm like, where is the offensive foul? Where? Like a guy went up and hit a player in his head, and I was like, where's the offensive foul? Kansas, the bench was super pissed off. I was just like, is that an offensive foul? Against Kansas? I was like, nope, it's a defense foul. Okay, cool. Anyways, um, as I was saying about the Giants and about Daniel Jones, apparently um, he is supposed to be readied for the regular season. And again, I was like, how's that news? That should not be news. And then I was like, oh, he was hurt um, more than they were willing to let on, which was exactly the case because he got hurt at the end of the season and they benched his happy ass. And now there are questions surrounding Daniel Jones, which for me, I mean, there already should have been questions surrounding Daniel Jones. Like, look, man, people like I again, I loved Daniel Jones um, the last couple of years. I was like, I think he has. I like I think he has potential, but I was also realistic. I was like, look, he needs like, look, he has like one season to kind of show me something and he didn't show me something. I was like, I don't know if it's Daniel Jones or Joe Judge or whatever. I, I feel like I've seen enough. I feel like I've seen three years. They went out and they got him Kenny Galladay. He had Sterling Shepard. He had Evan Ingram. He had a lot of really, really nice pieces, some nice players. I think he probably had the second best receiving core in that division outside of Dallas. 
and he did fuck all with that. You know, granted, you could argue he also didn't have an offensive coordinator, and I would argue that for sure. He also didn't have a running game. I would argue that one for sure as well. But at some point, he's got to start making plays, and he's especially got to start making plays specifically against teams like like, um, like Washington. The Dallas game, it was not close at all. It was not close at all. And, I, like, I don't know. I feel like the Giants could have performed better, and they did not. And I feel like he could have performed better, and he did not. And I'm, I'm comfortable and satisfied with saying, like, yeah, the Giants should probably go after and get a quarterback. It was also, That's also the reason why I was like, look, in reference to the Saints and Eagles trade that happened earlier in the day, I was like, look, I don't think that the Giants are going to be a likely trade partner with the Eagles or the um, or the Saints. And the reason for that is because I think the Giants are potentially going to start looking into some of these quarterbacks. And I think that they're going to be like, like I, I feel like, and again, this is March, this is April, this is smoking, smoking mirrors. You know, this is, hey, we're going to lie to our audience. We're going to lie to the players. We're going to lie to the coaching staff. We're going to lie to the fans. We're going to lie to the media. We're just going to lie to everybody, right, as the front office. We're just going to lie, lie, lie. We're going to lie more than a lot of rugs do, right? We're going to just lie, 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 okay? Because we don't want people to know what we're freaking doing. And I feel like that is exactly what is going on with the Giants. I feel like they are way more interested in interested excuse me in quarterbacks and they are letting on and I think that they are really really interested in what's going on with Daniel Jones I don't know if what's his face what's his face the Mara guy John Mara I think that's what his name is I don't know if the Maras are like you have to play Daniel Jones you have to, you have to play Daniel Jones this year. I don't know if that's like a thing. Like you will have to play Daniel Jones and you and you cannot move off of him until next season. I don't know if that's something that they've discussed. I don't know if it is. I'm assuming it probably is. But I mean, if it is, then it's just like, you know, they're kind of up a creek without a paddle. Giants also need like, the Giants are in such a, interesting position as like a football team because they can get Evan Neal and Akeem Aquanu and or Akeem Aquanu, which I think they will like they're at the fifth pick, right? I don't know if the, uh, the jets will get Evan Neal or Akeem Aquanu or an offensive lineman. I mean, they should, they probably will not. They probably are like, look, we went out and we got all of these really, really awesome offensive linemen for Daniel, not Daniel, excuse me, for Zach Wilson. Can we go out and potentially get somebody to help the defensive side of the football, like Kyle Hamilton or one of the pass rushers or whomever that could potentially be. That could be like a play for the jets. I don't know if it is, but if it is, then obviously the Giants can capitalize and be like, oh, you want a defensive player? Cool, we'll take one of the offensive players. We'll take Akeem Aquanu. We'll take um, freaking Evan Neal. We'll take one of the offensive linemen that you guys don't want. And then we'll just have Daniel Jones in what would probably be his final season as a New York Giant. We'll give him probably the best offensive line 
or at least the best offensive line on paper that he's probably ever had as a quarterback with the Giants. So, we'll see what happens. But that's I mean, that's what's been happening with the Giants for what is it? For the entirety of today, I guess. Hmm. Anyways, that's it. I'm gonna watch the rest of this uh, this basketball game because Kansas versus North Carolina is. I mean, it's tied 57-57 right now. It's tied. I'm also gonna read meditations by Marcus Aurelius because I still have not read anything tonight. So I gotta read that. Anyways, I'm gonna peace out. We're going to start really, really focusing in on some of the draft prospects here in the next couple of weeks just because, like, the draft is literally in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about um, corners this week. Chris Sims came out with his corner list. I feel like it's my responsibility to talk about corners. If there's nothing tomorrow, we will talk. If there's, like, no information, if there's no, like, you know, if there's nothing interesting to talk about, we will talk about corners tomorrow. If there is something interesting that happens tomorrow, we'll talk about whatever that is, maybe potentially plus corners. More likely than not, we'll talk about corners by Wednesday. Anyways, I'm peacing out for today. I'll see you later. 24th podcast.